to episode five of Not a Race. Um, we've missed a few races here, but now we're back. We're back. Um, with a special guest appearance. Um, Sean, if you want to yeah. intro Kenji. No, uh, Kenji, welcome to the Not a Race gang. Um, for those of you who might not know, Kenji's one of our good friends uh, living in New York. He is from Valencia, Spain. So fitting that he joins us for uh, the race that we're covering in Spain this weekend. So, uh, Kenji, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into F1, and who your uh, favorite team or uh, racer is. Yeah, thanks, guys, uh, for the welcome. Um, yeah, very, very fit, like fitting, um, I guess, like joining for this specific podcast uh, as we start the weekend for the Spanish uh, Grand Prix. Um, a little bit of background, I guess, like on F1. Uh, literally been watching F1 since I was like since I can remember, like it was almost like a religion back at home. Like we would watch like the pre-shows like two hours before races, like at home, like everything on Sundays would just like revolve around uh, the race. Um, and yeah, it's a, a pretty excited. Um, best favorite team, I would say right now, Aston Martin, just because I've, I'm a big fan of Alonso, <laughs> of course. And and yeah, um, hopefully they keep uh, pretty constant uh, and reliable uh, podiums and, and points. But yeah, it's looking it's looking pretty strong so far. It's looking good. It's looking good. Only one half, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I think this race uh, should be a very interesting race, uh, but we'll get into that later. Uh, let's do a little recap of last week in Monaco first. Um, where your boy Alonzo had a very strong performance. Um, just to give everyone a, a nice recap, the race was going as Monaco normally does, where whoever starts in pole is continuing to zoom throughout the race and, and to keep the lead. Um, there wasn't that many overtakes or anything like that, but late in the race, we got a nice rainstorm that really made it spicy. Um, a lot of people had to pit um for inters and wets and no one really knew what tires to use because some of the track was dry and some of the track was soaking wet um and uh i think speaking of monaco uh one of the very important things obviously because whoever starts in first usually finishes first is the importance of qualifying um maybe rohan if you want to to give us a little background on that that'd be great yeah so i don't know what the history is is of um like the stats or whatever, but specifically for Lewis Hamilton, I think the last five Monaco races, the position he started in is the position he finished in, and probably most of it was in first place because of the dominance that Mercedes had. Um, the reason why it's so difficult to overtake at Monaco is because most of it is just super tight corners. Uh, there's one straightaway which isn't really that long uh, on the start-finish line. And also there's that back straight going into the tunnel um, which are, which are probably like the main two straightaways and then you have an overtaking zone like going into like the last two corners. So it's very, very dangerous to overtake, which is why you don't really see that many. Um, so that's why qualifying is so important because, you know, there's, still, there's not many opportunities to, to overtake during the race. So a lot of teams put um, all their effort into qualifying on Saturday so they can get a high uh, grid position, which is... Uh, what we saw in Lewis, where you start, you basically finish. So that's why qualifying is so important. And 
Uh, Sean, I know you really want to talk about this from your perspective. So here you go. Dude, on. this Monaco race was lit. Like this was like probably the, I was like locked in for the full race. And like I was watching it with Rowan who like was like giving me like, you know, bits of information that like made me enjoy it more. I have a few takeaways. That Hulkenberg guy, like, dude, he started off sick. He like overtook like four guys. And then like the next lap, he's like last and like his car breaks. So like that guy, he's officially out. Like I no longer support that guy. He sucks. Uh, Lance Stroll also sucks. Like that guy is such a loser. Like this dude, like he he turned into a like um I don't even know like not part of the race and he fucking went all the way in. Like what is wrong with this guy? He was he was playing bumper car. He was playing bumper cars. He wasn't actually racing. Like ridiculous. That was absurd. Um, but it was interesting with the rain. Like that really added an element and like you know having to decide if you wanted the wets or the inter tires like. All that stuff was interesting. I really like watching the race from start to finish, like and like thinking about the tire strategy and stuff. Like, it, you know, it, it, once you're like in it more and like you're following along, like I don't know, I was very invested. Um, so, but, Sean, yeah. do you do you mind explaining to our viewers what the difference between intermediate tires and wet tires are? Yeah, so wets are good when it's very wet, when it's like raining a lot, because you need grip. Your tire needs grip because there's a lot of rain on the ground. So the wet tires are more grippy, but like if you use wets on like the normal road, if it's dry, then like the other tires will make you faster, right? Yeah, the yeah. wets also don't have a lot of grip in non-wet conditions. So you can't, and they like, you'll be very slow, not have a lot of grip. Um, I think we saw like, I think Magnuson went on the full wets and he was really struggling. Um, yeah, like that. He crashed also in the full wet. Um, so people were just kind of like experimenting with tires. Um, I think Perez at one point was on the full wets and then came back in to get pitted back. He went, he went from inters to wets back to inters because they realized the wets were wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just t- tire strategy towards the last 20 laps or so of that race. Also, really- what, I found, what I found interesting is that Red Bull did not use Perez to steal the fastest lap off of Lewis Hamilton. So Lewis Hamilton got that fastest lap point. Even though Sergio Perez was in twentieth and wasn't like like not yeah. make any points, I think Lewis set his fast slap on one of either the mediums or hards. Um, so by the time we got to enters, it was just impossible for anyone to try to even. Yeah, yeah. No, but get, he had a chance that. before that because he was last for like the whole race. Yeah, but yeah. There was like a a hot second where Perez was, and speaking of the importance of qualifying last year, Perez like qualified first, finished first. Uh, this year he crashed in qualifying, started towards the back of the grid, and he tried to be really aggressive with some overtakes, uh, especially coming out of the tunnel, and like just rear-ended the guy in front of him, uh, just because <laughs> it's very difficult to overtake in Monaco. I know that's the case, but I feel like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Alonso had a chance to like not pit and just like go after like first, and then he just like pitted, right? He could have pitted like basically when when he pitted because he was behind Verstappen by like 13 seconds or whatever but if he pitted straight to the inters which people were doing at that time and came out yeah and used while Verstappen was still in the mediums and like used that extra lap essentially like catch up there's a chance the data says he could have come out first um by the time Verstappen came back around and pitted for his inters just because of how slow Verstappen went on that next lap um but we don't actually know and then Verstappen could have obviously caught up to him and overtook him um, once he got onto interns as well. Yeah. What well, would you guys say was the biggest surprise of, of Monaco? 
Um, <clears throat> honestly, it, just that it was an exciting race. Like historically, Monaco is the most was, boring race. I was literally just about to say <clears throat> Monaco is actually pretty exciting this year. Um, but if you saw like all your typical Monaco things, like not that many overtakes, you know, straightforward. But you, that rain uh, element did add like a lot of you know variability and excitement into the race. And Martin Brundle, the F1 commentator, said um, like. Uh, F1 is never going to outgrow Monaco and I well just because of this race I'm starting to agree so let's see what happens next year um, I don't know how long the Monaco contract is left like how long how many years is left on the contract but I mean it's a staple and you saw all the celebrities come out um, so that's always uh, fun to look forward to dude Esteban Ocon number three that was a surprise I mean he's French he's French so I guess you know France Monaco close by so Makes sense. He drives for the French team, Alpine. Dude, also French connects. Also, I was telling Ron, I wish that we did a pod for Monaco because I my prediction going into the race was Verstappen one, and the reason yeah. why is because if you look at the past races, it's like Verstappen first, second, first, second, first, second. So yeah, my prediction for <laughs> Spain is he'll be second. Oh, He's, wow. That's also in my predictions. But we'll we'll hey, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that later. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's a good segue uh, to talk through Spain um, and what we're thinking for for this next race. Um, so just to give our viewers a little uh, background on what's to come, um, Mercedes brought big upgrades to Monaco, but because of the uniqueness of Monaco, uh, it wasn't able to be tested properly, but this was a totally new concept for Mercedes going from uh, no side pods two side pods, new floor, new aero system, everything like that. Um, this week, Ferrari is also bringing in new side pods, a new floor, um, some new suspension elements, I believe, as well. Um, and Red Bull is also rumored to be bringing upgrades uh, where Helmut Marco, uh, who's one of their senior people, said we're doing something totally new this weekend, um, where a lot of people have joked that they're going to bring zero side pods because... Mercedes couldn't figure out zero side pods and just to stick it to them, they're going to try to test it out. But I doubt that's actually the case. Um, so, but yeah, Spain, you know, has the chance to be something totally different with all of the top three teams minus or top top team is minus Aston Martin bringing some big upgrades um, that we'll actually get to see on track. Um, you know, anyone have any interesting thoughts of what's to come with all these upgrades and changes potentially coming to to the teams this week? Excited to see it. Um, I think, I mean, the Spanish Grand Prix is known to be kind of like the the testing um, circuit for for most teams. It's usually the one that most uh, like drivers um, test in, like even uh, preseason. Um, and the reason why is because it has like a lot of different components from different other like races. It has a pretty long um, straight and then um, very, very like close uh, and slow um, curves. And then of course, like some interesting like DRS zones. So uh, we're gonna see the combination of this circuit plus like all of these upgrades from the top teams. Um, and also I was just reading that there might be a chance of rain. Um, some are saying 25%, some others are saying like 45% on Sunday. Um, so that could also make it very interesting um, for the yeah. rain. 
Another thing that's new to this year in the Spanish race is uh, the last uh, turn, turn 12, was a, a chicane previously, and now they're removing that chicane and just making it a long straightaway. Um, so Lewis Hamilton said that uh, the Mercedes car uh, never liked that chicane anyway, and they would much rather prefer that be a straight. So uh, exciting, you know, long curve into the, the start-finish line. So hopefully we'll see some overtaking act, more overtaking action uh, into turn one. So that will be interesting for sure. So Yeah, I always drove straight through that, that chicane playing F1 video games because I could just never get it right. Um, so I think it'll be good for all the cars to be able to use that as kind of like a high-speed curve going into the DRS zone um, to make it pretty spicy. Kenji, why don't you tell us, have you been to this race? Like, what are, like, the vibes in Spain, like, around the, the race day and stuff like that? I actually haven't had a chance to make it to this race. Um, I've only been to the race in, in Valencia. We used to host um, for a few years. Um, but I know a few people going. Uh, the vibe is insane, as you know, like, with any any race in, in the U.S., uh, but from a European standpoint, um, a lot of people that I know are just going to, like, to party. for the pre-race, to, to for the vibes, honestly. Yeah. Uh, they, they're not even going to make it in, uh, most likely. Um, and and the actual uh, cars are probably, like, um, the least important thing. But, yeah, it's it's always uh, good good vibes over there and, and, yeah, and fun. Um, so yeah, I think uh, now that we've been given a little uh, preview of what's to come this weekend, um, maybe we can talk through kind of everyone's predictions. I know, Sean, you were alluding to some predictions you have for this weekend, if you want to kick us off. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, similar to Miami, I think, you know, it's in Spain, so I'm going to go ride with my the, the Spanish boys. Um, but Verstappen is not going to be first because like, I think this pattern actually makes sense and I'm going to stick with it. So I'm going to go Alonso first, Verstappen second. And then signs third. Those are my picks. Who do you think the Who do you think the driver of the day is going to be voted by the fans? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Let me formulate my thoughts after you guys go and I'll come back. All right. All right. Yeah. Let me. I'll go next because mine are pretty similar to Sean's. I also have Fernando Alonso winning the race. Verstappen P two, and then I have Sergio Perez P three. Uh, my driver of the day is going to be Fernando because obviously he's a Spanish guy, a lot of home crowd support. My flop of the day is going to be his teammate, Lance Stroll. I was never high on this guy. Yeah, he sucks, dude. And following that race in Monaco, um, it seems like he's not doing, he's not going to do well. And my crazy prediction for the race, I think Fernando Alonso is going to overtake Verstappen on the last lap at the new turn 12 straight to win the race. Wow. wow. Okay. Like that. <laughs> All right, Ben, do you want to go next? Give yeah. us some predictions. I'll, I'll take it. Um, I'm going to go with Perez going first. Um, after the disaster of uh, Monaco, I think he's going to step it up to, to keep it close with Verstappen. So he's going to push as much as he can. Um, I'm going to go with second, Alonso, and third, Verstappen. Um, yeah, it's a, it's going to be an interesting one. There's always, uh, or the past few races in, in Barcelona has been, uh, three stops so that there's a lot of room for, for error there. And, and yeah, that's kind of my, my prediction for top three. All right. I think, uh, 
we're gonna go signs first <laughs> i think we're gonna go verstappen second um and i think we'll see alonzo third um i think with the new ferrari upgrades uh kind of like what the people who have seen the upgrades have said is it's a very red bull style upgrade with the current red bull cars so they might be copying some aspects of that red bull um i think signs it's also his home race um and he was particularly pissed off with Ferrari's strategy last week um, and the decisions they made for him. Um, but I think he'll come out strong, come out aggressive, and be just want to, you know, have a good race. Um, that we'll see signs come first. Um, I think the surprise of the day uh, will be that the Mercedes upgrades don't work. Um, even though a Mercedes guy uh, being cautiously optimistic and saying they won't be in the top three with these upgrades just yet, uh, just because Ferrari has also brought some big upgrades this weekend. Um, they'll probably finish like 6th and 7th, 5th and 6th, something like that, as they have been. Um, and biggest flop of the day, um, I'm going to give it to Sean's guy, our former guy, Hulkenberg. Um <coughs> I just think Haas is not going to have a good race with both drivers finishing out of the top 10. I don't think this guy's going to be a driver next year. Like, this guy sucks. <laughs> no, I'm so, so out the of reason him. why he's driving this year was to replace the Russian F1 driver, Nikita Mazepin, because of like the whole Russia Ukraine thing. So the FIA banned all Russian drivers and Russian yeah. sponsors from the thing. And uh, this guy, Nikita's dad, sponsored the Haas team. So, because yeah. the, they're like, they pulled out the funding, the guy's like, all right, uh, my son's not going to race. I mean, you have like Daniel Ricciardo just like sitting on the sidelines, right? Like, there are capable people, you know? Yeah, but do you, Haas can't afford Daniel Ricciardo. Okay. Fair. Yeah, that's exactly it. Do so you think Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo would rather not race, like, just to race? Or I guess a Haas car also sucks, so like, why would he even yeah. do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, I think he wants a good car. I think also he's like getting a shit ton of money to just like chill. Yeah. Where he could like go to Haas for less money to have to actually do work. Um I think like he's like chilling and vibing. No, that's like, fair. Every you see that TikTok and Hathaway is trying to hit on him and stuff. So yeah, I don't blame <laughs> yeah. him. He let him vibe. He's done his, vibe, he's done his work. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anyone else with any interesting takes for Spain this weekend? All right, Sean, take us home with your driver of the day prediction. Uh, I think George Russell is going to surprise. He was third last year in the Spanish Grand Prix. Um, so I think he'll he'll definitely do better than Lewis. I think he'll, you know, I, I mean, I think he's going to start from like a 10-11 spot and make his way up to like a 5-4 spot. That's going to be my prediction. So I'm going to go with Mr. Russell. Kenji, what are you thinking? Um, I would say... Biggest surprise, for sure, um, Ferrari with the upgrades. Um, I think they're going to have very high performance, but their common trend of not executing with, well, like good strategies is going to mess up with them again, and they're not going to make it very far. But they'll have an amazing car, just uh, they're going to mess up with the strategy. So. <laughs> All right, and then uh, for me, I think Esteban Ocon will be the driver of the day. I think he'll continue some good form from his uh, drive in Monaco. Um, and the Alpine team have been saying they want to compete with the top dogs this weekend. Um, I think they'll come out strong. 
Rohan shaking his head no. Yeah, no, there is a reason why they're nicknamed Alpinus. <laughs> Rohan just says McLaren fan and hates Alpine, basically. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't like them. I like the only thing I like about Alpine is Pierre Gassi. I think he's a vibe, but that's it. I don't like anything else about Alpine. <laughs> Rohan, how are you feeling about your McLaren boys this weekend? Not good, dude. Not good. But hey, we had a double points finish in McLaren. Yeah, nine ten. <laughs> All right, we at least we finished with the boys. There's three more points we didn't have before, so let's see where um, let's see where uh, we finished. I I don't have any high hopes for my McDermott, so I don't know. All, All right, right, good stuff. Nothing else. Good stuff, boys. This is episode five of Not a Race. Catch you next time. All right, peace. Have a good race.